Hey everyone, it's the Catalyst Coach, Malika Stubbs, with another episode of 0.68, The Catalyst Effect. I hope you're having a wonderful day and I appreciate you taking the time to listen. This season was inspired by a tweet I came across on social media on resilience by Zena Shea Brown. Her tweet really resonated with me and required me to do some additional inner work, which led to the creation of this podcast, a blog, a companion journal, which you should check out on Amazon if you haven't done so already, and my upcoming book. The power of storytelling using these different platforms has allowed me to strengthen my resilience. So to understand the concept more deeply, I've decided to hold space for us to do this together on this show. Welcome and enjoy. In this episode, I sat down with Walter Gully, son, brother, longtime friend, and techie to discuss his defining moments of resilience that honor our unique life experiences. With each episode, you will hear stories from a different lens with a common thread. And I think you'll hear some things that might surprise you. Test, test, test. There we go. Before, well, before you even, I'm about to create a new Zoom link on my to get his headphones, he's coming right back. Okay. Thank you for coming into this space with me today. Mm-hmm. And agreeing to sit down and talk about some some just some real things with me. Um, I kind of share with you how I came to be um, with the podcast, this mm-hmm. series with the podcast. But I really was trying to leave some things of mystery just so that when we did come in the studio today, it could be just really authentic off the cuff. Is all the drama, nothing staged. (laughs) We got it. (laughs) And giving them all of us, right? All of this is unscripted. Well, oh, it might be a little explicit, but that is okay. (laughs) I'll drink to that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Baby. Just so you know, like the tweet that this season was inspired by um, around resilience. So the mm. resilience has just really been coming up a lot, maybe not for everyone, but for me, especially. And maybe I become a little bit triggered by the word resilience, just because mm-hmm. of all that I've went through in the past, but the tweet really resonated with me. And um, I just wanted to come back to that and do some work that I needed to do you know, and just accept some things that I needed to accept, embrace my struggles and honor my experiences. So that's why we're here today to talk about our experiences and honoring those experiences because they do have value. Mm -hmm. Um, They are worth holding space for and lifting up. Um, So we just going to start right there. So this 
episode is all about honoring the experience. And I've had the experience of knowing you now for, I don't even know. I said, baby, pull out your pencil and your paper, honey. (laughs) So just kind of like talk about it. You know, let's give a little bit of background. Dad, I'm bad with the numbers now, but um, yeah, it's been an adventure. It's been wild. We started back in, you know, your hometown, Cleveland, Ohio, you know, many moons ago, you know, you're the teacher, I'm the uh, field tech, you know, working in the IT and whatnot. So like when you hear resilience, what, what do you think about for self? And then what do you think about for me? When I think about resilience, I think about uh the rose cone from concrete i think about you know regardless of how hard life kind of gets you know what i mean regardless of how dark things may be it's just like baby each day it's a new day and it, and it all starts over and in spite of what's going on baby you still got to do what you got to do to get by and just you know putting your head down or putting your head up and just walking through it and it's just that's the reality of the world that we live in. Um, when I think about resilience and reference to you, I think about I think about the the journey that a lot of us go through, and I, I think about the, the the struggles that we all face. And thinking about you, it made it easier for me to look at some of the things. And my own story that, you know, it's just like, you know, I've just been walking with my head down all this long time and not realizing like, okay, you look up and it's like, oh, okay, I'm here. I had no idea this was happening. I didn't realize, you know, that this amount of time has passed, you know what I mean? But, you know, having um, the privilege uh, to witness, you know, your story and you being open and honest about uh, your journey and just... It, it, it was inspiring, you know, it gives you the, 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 the ability, like I said, to look at yourself in a way to where for a period you were trying to ignore the reality of your problems. It's just like, yeah, I noticed the thing. I can think about that right now. I ain't got the finance. I ain't got the wherewithal. I ain't got the, the education. I ain't got the, I ain't got all these other things. So it's less stressful to not think about, you know, and then you see somebody else. It's like, okay, well, on the, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you have the education, you have, you know, this, you have that, um, but there's other things that you, you know, you like as well, or that you would want things to be better. And it's like, you know, we all have our things. So it's just like, you know, when you're going through your things, I can, I can highlight some of the blessings that you have, you know what I mean? When, you know, I'm going through my things, you know what I mean? You can highlight those things and, you know, uh, the silver lining, that thing to where it's like, okay, well, baby, I do actually have something to look forward Absolutely. to. I ain't think about it like that. And when you talked about the look inward, mm-hmm. right, I think um, along the way, maybe I paused to look inward. Yeah. Not necessarily. This is my looking inward in yeah. this moment, right? Um, because my head has been down. Yeah. It's been going through it and yeah. all of the things. Um, so I, I just find that what you said about looking inward to just like mm-hmm. really like land, you know, yeah. and I think about some of the things with you, you know, I, I share a lot of those experiences. Like we come from 
um, a similar town. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Kind of had a similar life growing up. Mm -hmm. and, and also had similar desires to kind of grow beyond that. I'm not defined by where I come from. You know what I mean? I want more than what I was born into. And that's okay. Because not everybody has, has that mind state. You know, some people it's like, okay, this is the way it's always been. And it's how it is. And it's like, no, nah, baby, that ain't for me. You know? Right. Right. And, and, you know, some people say like, or can't see beyond. Right. So you can't, we both had that similar thing. We also had the similar um, situation of dealing with people when we go back to our wow. spaces. Um, mm -hmm. we diminished our light or Absolutely. made ourselves smaller trying to lift people up or put them before us mm -hmm. help because we're those kind of people, you know, yeah. you know um, being strong for everybody, you know, that yeah. thing of being strong for everybody. I'm gonna just put everybody on my back and carry them. Yeah. But you know what? It, it makes me think about, it makes it when, it, when I think about, you know, that role, that dynamic that you just described, it makes me think about, you know, that picture at the, uh, in the guidance counselor's office at the school that I went to, I went to a black, public school so of course you know you go in there they got black shit so it's just like I remember that photo of the young man like on the wall reaching down to help you know his young lady climb up the wall and it's like I see myself in that position but at the same time you know you don't see at the other end of her there's somebody dangling onto her leg right and it's just like you're carrying the weight of your whole family and it's just like at what point you know do you do you think about well baby I'm I'm a I'm in a place, but I ain't in a place to where I can I have the strength to really pull everybody out. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and not everybody wants that. Not everybody is able to receive that. Not everybody understands the blessing that you're trying to give them and offering your help. Mm, I just had an epiphany. Well, when that when you talked about that picture, that picture yeah. now in my mind as yeah, and you know, when you said not everybody wants to get out. So the person who may be reaching for you, that person could be reaching up, but then yeah. grabbing at her is pulling her or him down. That's it. Or it, it doesn't even have to be a person. It could be a situation. It could be the world. Hey, the, all of the things that we know we have mm -hmm. grown out of in spite of, right? Absolutely. Um, and just the strength that it takes to recognize that too, to say my desires, my hopes, my dreams, I'm just going to share all of them. I'm going to look back at that cliff or that person climbing and trying to reach for me. But it's a different kind of courage and strength to say, I got to put me first. I'm sorry. I can't even, I can't even reach my hand no longer. My, I'm tired. Yeah. I, I got to save myself. Absolutely at the point that I am at now is just being more sensitive to that while also being sensitive to protect myself in the process. The spirit of the universe only entrusted me with this body and this spirit. And it is my responsibility first, you know, to manage and take care of that, you know, anything else beyond that, it's just like, you know, extra points, you know, <laughs> but it's me first, baby, it got to be. And it, and it takes time to get there. Which brings me to the quote, right? Or the tweet, the tweet. I'm gonna share um, my screen real quick with you. This tweet is um, the one that I keep talking about, the one that I write about, the one that has brought us to this place today. 
And it says, I dream of never being called resilient again in my life. I am exhausted by strength. I want support. I want softness. I want ease. Mm. I want to be amongst kin, not patted on the back for how well I take a hit or for how many. I'm going I'm to let you go first. <laughs> when you hear that, right? When you see this quote, how is it feeling for you and thinking about your experiences? First of all, I appreciate the pause after that uh, that quote, baby, because I was like, I needed that, baby, just to feel the depth of that statement, baby. It's like, I, I'm exhausted by strength. Hello? Talk to me, right? I won't support, you know what I mean? It's because one of the things that I realized, like, you know, um, I guess being in a position that I'm in, but also um, be in a position to where you meet other people and they play similar roles in their family, right? It's like it's in every family and in every generation, there's always the strong one, the one that kind of holds the family together or the one that's responsible or reliable when it comes down to anything. These people, everybody else in your family just cannot function because of whatever reasons, right? But it's like there's always these same people that 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 get the brunt of the work you know that have to be strong you know that have to support that have to be soft the one that has to have understanding when you're dealing with a brother or when you're dealing with an uncle that don't know how to talk right you know what I mean who don't know how to you know uh handle their liquor uh you know uh, uh manage their anger uh, you know you're dreading Thanksgiving meal, you know, Easter brunch, because it's just like, oh, this person gonna be here. And I don't know which, you know, what type of day it's gonna be. But I know that the odds is like a strong 89, 94 that he gonna be on with he's on, you know? And it's just like, so, you know, I'm tired of having to, you know, be the person to just kind of deal with so like even like work environments because you know you take on these these characteristics you know what I mean that that is draining you on your personal life and then you carry these same type of things into your professional life and a lot of tech you know it's usually ones that's uh coming in early working late and this that and the other your employers see that and it's just like oh yeah I got me a mule you know what I mean you know depending on you know where you're at in your journey you haven't uh uh uh, uh had the ability to advocate for, you know what I mean and I, I think with the quote, I just think about like that first line of, I dream of never being called resilient again. And the idea behind the word resilient, right? The whole mm-hmm. being able to get, take on things head on, being able it, to be- It's something difficult and hard. Yeah. And to- Strenuous. <laughs> no, like think about- Labor. How- difficult it is on the body on the person on the being right and I just Mm -hmm. whether you're that person at work hopefully Mm -hmm. not the person for your family and the person at work right the person for your household whether it's partner or your husband or your wife hopefully you're not the person for your family the person for your workplace and the person in your household right God forbid the burdens that you carry, the strength that is needed for you to go through each day doing yeah. all of the things, you yeah. know, like, so I just think like 
that first line was just like it sucker punched me like bam yeah and i i hope to one day and it's only in thinking like will there ever be a day because who stands in for you malika like who's your support who's there to help you when you're helping others or when you're being the place of peace or refuge right people are coming to you to lay their burdens down it's like well baby who there to help me lay my down all right, and I think it goes back to what you said earlier about the look inward and mm-hmm. where I am now, just that reflection time, that time to refuel, that time to do all of the things that I like to do mm-hmm. instead of giving to others. I need to give to myself first, right? Absolutely. When I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't able. It was just the things were coming up and requires attention. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I've ever understood this position because I, I never knew that this I was had a luxury. This was a, lu- this is, you didn't have the luxury. luxury. I did. Yeah. Right. It's a privilege. It sure mm-hmm. is a privilege to put, you know, the things that I want, need and desire first. Mm-hmm. Imagine that being a privilege in your life for you. Right. But for anyone, I think yeah. anyone to yeah. say that, you know, it's a privilege to put yourself first. That is awful. Talk about, right? So that, and then also add to that societal pressures, right? We live in a 24-7, 365 hour society to where it's just like, you always got to be home. You know what I mean? You you get this job, you know, it, it, it's, it's Saturday evening, you get this email and it's just like, oh, yeah, we need you to just that figure this out. So not only that, but then also the time that we're in now to where it's just like hustle culture. Everybody is just like, it's like, oh, the more you're doing, the more busy you are. There's just not this huge message. Like um, self-care is a big thing now, you know, or trying to be bigger and all of that. But it's like, you know, but there, there's still this overwhelming um societal pressure to always be home you know had its job also had two or three things over there in the fire this that and the other blah 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 so if you're doing all of that how, what do you have time for you right. where, where do you you know at the end of the week at the whenever you know it's like oh you know a lot of these jobs that I used to work when I was young it's like hell, I they gave us like you know paid time off but baby like requesting time off is like walking in a landmine it's just like oh no these dates are blacked out or oh you know these people are scheduled this off this that now a lot of times you work in until your body physically shut down it's like you start getting sick because it, it, you always own right I mean I just think about that quote a lot and I, yeah. I had to like really put it in perspective for why we are here and thinking yeah. about our experiences yes you know we're gonna hold them up we're gonna lift them up we're gonna talk about it let's talk about it but also know that it's okay to need a support system you don't always have to be on it's okay to need kinfolk yes so you ain't gotta be an island that that even supposed to be the human experience yeah better have you a team a a community a a tribe yes to help during those tough times the struggle of, of, of whoever is able to, to do that. Because a lot of times the, the, the tribe we're born into isn't necessarily the tribe that we'll go to to, to, to receive that support, to receive that, right. that, that, that moment or a fulfillment of kinship, you know, and belonging. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you get to define that though. You it, get to define it. And that's the thing. Know that you can define that. You can yeah. your tribe. Absolutely. But whatever it is, whatever yeah. experience you need, yeah. find the things that you need to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. About and you like and you do those things. There is another part that I want to get to. And mm-hmm. in this segment of the show. I like to go back and talk about what it was like for you when you found out that I had cancer, because cancer was a a redefining moment in my life, right? And there weren't many people around to see that experience, Um, not from the perspective, no one had the lens or perspective that you had, Walt. And I don't another part of honoring this part of my life is to really talk about that experience and how it shaped me, mm-hmm. how there, it was a different strength that I tapped into a different type of resilience and tenacity. Um, even now, um, survivor story. Yeah. Uh, we don't really talk about the living survivors they they don't seem to have a place in our society yeah the strength that it takes to even continue on after cancer is something that I think you know in this space I am going to create a lane to for discussion because we we have been scarred forever in a way by that moment um there are scars Mm -hmm. (laughs) um because of those moments um, when when you are a cancer survivor, right? Mm-hmm. A, a living, breathing cancer survivor. Um, so again, just to kind of pull back the curtain for a minute. And before we go into the discussion, I'm going to take you back in time and read what you wrote. It starts off, boy, I can't wait for five o'clock to hit. I thought as I sat, staring at the clock on the computer while half listening to a caller describe his discomfort with the new version of Windows on his computer. It had almost been nine hours that I'd been on the clock and I was beginning to feel restless. Halfway through my call, I noticed I had missed a notification from Malika. Malika and I had been in the process of trying to get on a running schedule since the 30 Beat by Summer Challenge Ed had issued a few weeks prior. In my mind, I was hoping the missed notification was a declaration that her injured ankle had healed after being assaulted on the tennis court by Ed in an attempt to increase his chances for victory in the challenge. Could use some company was the message I read in response to the message I had sent a few hours earlier. On the surface, this would appear to be a simple request as Malika and I had been hanging out tough over the past week or so. In this time, I had seen her be tried in almost every area of her life, from physical discomfort, housing melee, family issues, and a career crisis. A week I can only describe as the week from hell. The gamut of emotions I'm sure she felt but would not allow it to defeat her only to be tried again. In an attempt to figure out the cause of the pain she had been feeling for a few days at this point, 
Malika went to the doctor to get a prognosis. It would take a few days to get the results back from some of the tests she had done, but in the meantime, the doctor prescribed a drug for acid reflux. This would allow her to eat as she was also having pain whenever she ate. The clock struck five and I was out the door debating whether or not there was anything I needed from the room I was staying in before heading to Malika's. I was in the middle of a breakup and was trying to avoid crossing paths with my ex whenever possible. The last thing I was thinking about was the news that I was sure to get once I arrived at Malika's door. So the test came back, she said. I'm not exactly how to shoot. I'm not exactly sure how to say this, but I have leukemia. The first emotion I felt was confusion. Despite the best efforts of Ellen and Talia Castellano, I was very much ignorant as to what leukemia actually was. However, I did know the face of it. So I thought it was unusually, it was, I'm sorry, it was, I thought it was usually Caucasian children about five to 13 years old. Malika was none of the aforementioned, so I was lost. I had never heard of any person of color with the ailment. Malika later explained that leukemia was a cancer of the blood. And in that moment, my jaw dropped, my heart stopped. When she said she had leukemia, I can tell from her tone and blank expression that she was still numb to the prognosis. I didn't know the details of this type of cancer, but what I did know is that we live in a time where most kinds of cancer could be overcome when caught early enough. I'm new to the leukemia cancer. I'm much more familiar with what, with than like having, I'm sorry, I'm new to the to leukemia, but cancer I'm much more familiar with. Having two out of three of my close relatives survive various sorts, I'm familiar with the power of hope, love, and the desire to fight. I selfishly told Malika, I don't handle this type of news well because I honestly felt fear before I thought about the fight. After a few seconds of being completely speechless, I remembered the fight I saw in my Auntie Gaynell's fight. I remembered the fight I saw in my grandmother's fight. And I remember the fight my Auntie April fought. In that moment, it became clear to me that this is a fight and not a conclusion. I realized and I shared with Malika, this isn't going to be what takes you out. You are being tried just like you've been tried before in almost every area of your life. You're going to get through this and I'm going to be by your side every step of the way. All your life you had to fight. It's silly, but it's the truth. Gold is purified by fire and this is your purification. I've seen few people with the strength and courage you've displayed throughout this whole ordeal. I know it's that type of strength and courage that is required to make it through this thing. And like everything you beat before, you've risen to the occasion. You are the inspiration to the dreamer to not only dream, but also do it big. I love you. And whenever you need me, 
I'm in your corner. Just look over your shoulder in my MJ voice. In my MJ voice. In my MJ voice. That part. So, wow, what a post. <clears throat> what a post. So talk to me. Um, what were... What was the experience for you? And I mean, I, I'm, I'm open, vulnerable, all of the things like can mm-hmm. discuss because one thing about having that type of diagnosis, even any cancer diagnosis or even any illness, right? When you're mm-hmm. told, it's, it's funny, the brain has a, a fabulous way of protecting you, right? Woo, say that cut things out and off so you feel those pains that come from it and I feel like that is what happened to me and so a lot of those moments were blackout moments thank god I Um, mean and 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 I can feel that I'm like maybe when you when you said it it was just like it was like numb it was blank it was like it was an autopilot and I'm like what is going on maybe you just dropped that I'm like oh you know like damn you know but yeah yeah, it's yeah, and it was a time where, you know, we we both had our 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 thing. You had just moved down, you know, yeah. we were trying to have all of these plans and yeah. you know, but the one thing from your post, the whole I will be there every step of the way, you were. Just what was it like? What was what was it like hearing the words and going through the months with me battling, you know, cancer in those first months. It was, it was, it was difficult. You know what I mean? You're in an unfamiliar place. You know what I mean? You, 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 you came down here to start a new life. And it's like at the very beginning of this, this, this new phase in your life and the, the beginning of a new phase in my life as well. It's just like, damn, you know what I mean? But uh, even just coming down here, like I said, I, I felt like uh, it felt like a divine assignment yeah. because the whole thing, the, the urge to come down when I did, it was like, baby, I don't know what this is. It was all of a sudden we had conversations before about coming down to um, Charleston together and I was like, yeah, we're going to do this, that, that, boom, boom, boom. You know, ended up getting into a relationship that delayed the plans and all this other fun stuff. And then after that, it was just like, it was like, it was like the sun just like on the back of my body, like, like, like I'm on fire. Like you have to leave and you have to do it like now, yeah. you know? And I was like, okay, I'm not sure what this is about. Um, when I felt that there wasn't even any there wasn't any detail. You know what I mean? It was just like, you just have to go. It wasn't say go down to Charleston. It was just like, well, that was, that was what the plan was initially. So maybe that's where I need to be. You know what I mean? Um, so when I went down there and I'm hearing this and I'm dealing with this, you know, once, once everything kind of pans out, it's just like, I won't allow you to be down here away from, you know, your home and your family and not, you know, be here by yourself in this moment. I won't allow it. Mm-hmm. I love you too much. We've been through too much. You know what I mean? For 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 you to be in a strange land. Yeah, you have connections. You have fam- friends here that you've cultivated over time. But what I do know is that when you're going through something like that, baby, you need somebody there. And I like, 
the way my love is set up. You know what I mean? I, I just, I, I, I gotta be there. I can't just sit back idly and just check in with somebody else. Like, oh, how's she doing? No, I got. Right. What can I do? What do you need me to do? You know what I mean? Walk the dogs, baby. I, I, I can walk the dogs. You know what I mean? You know, water plants. I can do that too. You know, what I mean? you need some coffee. You need some. I don't know. Can you eat anything? Like, I don't. I don't feel like eating nothing. I just, I'm just miserable. It's just like, you know what I mean? And, and our and our and our relationship has always been lively. It's always been fun. But when you're going through something like that, baby, it's it's hard and it's real and you're irri- uh, irritable and you're agitated. And you know, that part of the relationship ain't necessarily sexy or fun, but at the same time, it's just real. And but but regardless, baby, you're you gonna feel my presence. You're gonna know that I'm there for you. You know what I mean? It ain't the easiest thing to do to feel you know, to see um, what felt like the life of my friend being drained from my eyes. That chemo, she's a bad bitch. Okay. I mean, you saw what it did to me in my body. She's a bad girl. Literally sucked the life out of me. Literally. And it's okay to say that. I look, I didn't look like myself. Like I hated to look at myself in the mirror. Because I didn't recognize the person I had become. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't. And I mean, but you were there every step of the way for every ugly moment. um, Every uncomfortable conversation, you know, I mean, you're sick like that somebody got to be there to, you know, I didn't have hair to pull back when I was (laughs) growing up, but whatever it was, the emergency taking me down to the emergency fever is skyrocketed, you know, even when I got out the hospital. Baby, and that was the thing I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that that process was just like so fragile. One minute you'll be fine. The next minute it's just like, oh, we got to go right now. Okay. You know what I mean? Like whatever, but it's just, uh, but like I said, I would I wouldn't trade I wouldn't trade that experience for anything in the world because I I I I need that because because that's something just like you said that, that we have in common. It's just like that's how we are. We stand up like that. We're 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 faithful like that. We're at, when we love, we love. You know what I mean? Whether that be family, whether that be friend, whether that be you know a relationship, whatever the case may be. And it's not, it's, it's, it's not of my brand or character to not be there. You know what I mean? Okay. It's uncomfortable. So the fuck what, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been through worse, girl. Listen, if I got to get up a couple hours and drive down the street, that's fine. If I got to sit up here and listen to what these doctors is talking about, it don't sound cute. But at the same time, what I will say to uh, Roper Hospital, baby, you had some of the best nurses because them, them girls, they were consistent, honey. They they had hope. They had talk about it. You, you got to know that faith is a huge part. Optimism, hope, all of that is a huge component to the difference between a person living and dying in these type of you know situations. Absolutely, not just my nurses, my doctors too. Yeah, <laughs> I tell people that you had an incredible staff. My team was the best, hands down. And to this day, I still talk to my doctor. Like, Absolutely. Text him on his birthday. He texts me on my birthday. Absolutely. Like, so, you know, when you talked about literally the chemo sucking the life out of me, those. And seeing it happen, like, in, in, uh, uh, uh. it's okay. We are not. The- <laughs> 
but we could talk about that experience you were prepared for it you know yeah. I think we were strong enough but it would have broke us if we uh. didn't prepare it was because of our life you know and now I could say this I couldn't yeah I didn't understand why but it was you know exactly where you were supposed to be when you yeah. here. you were literally listed as my caregiver on all yeah. of the documents um if something was to happen yeah you would have had to make the decision for my life Whew. that is what was going down you remember I had to write I wrote I wanted to write out my will I wanted to write out my arrangements I wanted to do all of those things because there wasn't no guarantee it was yeah. a very fragile moment I didn't have the best eyes but I'll tell you that experience it 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 did something to me well it yeah. I did not come out of it the same um and I don't imagine you either seeing oh that I've never asked you that like but what were you thinking you know like Woo. yeah it's just we're gonna get through it and we're gonna get through it together yeah I I listen because like I said, that's just, that's just, 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 I'm made up. So if, 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 if ain't nobody come down, you know, from back home, it's like, baby, I know in this moment, what you need to feel more than anything else is, is, is love and support. Yep. And I'm here to give it. I needed support. I needed ease. I needed kin. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the struggle. Yeah. And I mean, we had each other. Thank you. Yeah. God, for people like you all, yeah. I wouldn't have it. You saw it firsthand. Mm -hmm. You were there for every part of it. Whew. But then, you know, that goes back to the early part of the conversation. You know, even in the midst of you going through what you're going through, baby, the drama that still is going on with the people that lean on. And that was really a, another defining moment of the resilience that I needed to have for self first, right? Oh yeah. Because imagine life was already being taken from me with each bag of chemo that they hung. Yeah. The phone calls from home, the situation, oh. you know, like the pool, the drain yeah. of me, like the more, if I didn't cut it off, if I didn't put on my mask, if I didn't look back over that cliff at that hand pulling me up, knowing that it was 10 people pulling that person down. If I didn't walk away from that, who knows where I would be today? Crazy. But like I said, you know, we're going through that. It's just like, like I said, just thinking about all of that. And, and, and that's what that made me think about, like, you know, understanding, you know, some of the some people, the way that they are, a lot of it is like mental illness. Because maybe how else could you explain the selfishness yeah. involved with people just, I ain't got nothing to give. I'm fighting for my life. Right. Not having the capacity, right? That's what I'm <sighs> learning. That word, capacity. The capacity. Understanding, the knowledge, the skill. It's different types of capacity. Emotional resilience, right? You need some yeah. emotional capacity you know, being emotionally strong for somebody else. You have that. And not everybody is gifted that way. Well, yeah, we don't empathy, need to see nothing. Right. And I mean, I just, I have to just say, thank you, man. Thank you. I am 
just truly indebted. Like, I don't know where I would be today without you. That was one of the roughest, the roughest (laughs) time that I had to struggle through, right? Mm. I faced it head on. I was resilient. But Mm. man, did that thing wear me down. Baby, that thing was dark. Baby, you was in a dark place. And I, I've never seen you like that, but it's like, I mean, the, the, something like that, it, it takes you there. And it's just like, ooh, we, like if this thing don't take her out, I'm like the, the, the things that it's doing on her mind. I'm like, baby, if it don't take it out, I'm like, she probably a few knocks away from baby. Just like, you know what? Just pull the plug. I'm done. Cause it's, it, it was that. It was that dark. And yeah. I'm going to always remember to hold space for ease, for kinfolk, right? For comfort for time for self man these things are so important for conversation Mm -hmm. like you know it's so much we can learn in these moments if we just oh well well, I I know that part is I always want to like just say that I save it for last listen to (laughs) I don't know where else to go because that is a difficult thing to discuss for me for yeah those that I bring on the show, you know, um, each yeah. person has offered or will offer yeah. a different perspective. And I know though, that you will offer, um, to those that even probably will reach out after this, um, yeah. uh, a, a deeper understanding of why I am the way I am now because yeah. of that experience. Um, because you got to see the 360 view, the three thirty thousand feet above ground. You were yeah. were there in all of the thick of things um, and the ugliest parts of me. Um, they just see me like this now, Walt. Listen, my girl's bad. What, a moment for my girl now. She got a, the Yankee fitted on. Look at her. She, look, she, she out here just killing the game. More famous than the Yankee can. Yeah. There it is, period. But thank you all for coming out. Like, I just, I mean, I just cannot thank you enough. Anytime you want to come on the show, you know, I am looking at doing other things in my life. Anytime you need me, honey. Some things in the oven. Just look over your shoulder, honey. (laughs) I'll be there. There were so many nuggets that I took away from today's episode. Part of resilience is facing difficult things head on and the ability to move forward by growing through every part of life's process. Struggling, as you know, is a natural part of living. But what matters most is how we react to the struggle. So if you are interested in exploring strategies around this work, with a trusted certified coach, you can reach out to me directly on my website, www.thecatalystgroup.net. That's www.thecatalystgroup.net. Or send an email to me, mstubs at thecatalystgroup.net. That's M. S-T-U-B-B-S at T-H-E-C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T-G-R-O-U-P dot N-E-T.
Remember to follow, like, and share this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard, remember to leave a five-star review for me. You can continue this discussion on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following me at The Catalyst. That's T-H-E underscore C-A-T-A, the number one, Y-S-T, with the hashtag The Catalyst Coach. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of Point Six Eight, The Catalyst Effect. A special thank you to my guests for being so open and vulnerable as we define moments of resilience together. And I hope that you, my listeners, will continue to join me for these monthly chats. And maybe, just maybe, one day, we can all dream of never being called resilient again. <laughs>